What's happening, friends? Welcome to Thursday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. You've always wondered. I'll ask you if you know. When you brush your teeth, you floss your teeth, you do mouthwash, what's the order that you, that you think you're supposed to do it in? Because finally, dentists have said, this is what's up. You floss, then you mouthwash, then you brush. Oh. You floss, then you mouth. Mm-hmm. To break up everything you just flossed up, spit it out, and then brush your teeth. Do you not agree with that? No, I don't. Oh. What Ma- do you do? Mouthwash goes last. I like her first two, floss, brush, mouthwash. Floss, brush, and what is your, why? Uh, once everything's all said and done, you wash it out with a mouthwash. Here's how your teeth routine should go. You start by rinsing your mouth with mouthwash. Dang it. Oh. You're both wrong. <laughs> but then you floss. Brushing's last. I know that. Well, yeah, but you're already wrong. Both of you are wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So no yeah buts. Like wrong. admit your fe- admit your loss. <laughs> nah. we're, we're, we're wrong. I'm not. I'm going to keep Now, th- then floss and then brush at the end for at least two minutes and tilt your toothbrush at a 45 degree angle so you also brush your gums. Mm-hmm. Finish by brushing your tongue. You know what I have? And we don't do commercials for them. I think it's called a brush. Brush. B-R-U-U-S-H, electric toothbrush. Mm, French. No, I think no. it's just dumb. <laughs> like, it's got two dots. I don't know, it's good. It's a good okay. toothbrush. I think Caitlin listens to that Morning Toast podcast, and they were selling it on theirs. So she bought her one, and then she was like, it's a really good toothbrush. And so I bought one, too. It's a good toothbrush. So what does it do? It's electric. You you, char- you just pl- put another thing in charges, switch out the head. Probably nothing else that <laughs> another one doesn't do. But I like it. It's a good one. There was another uh, toothbrush story that I saw. When a guy was brushing his teeth and he accidentally swallowed his toothbrush. Whoa. It was so early. He said he was going, obviously had to be going to town on it. <laughs> I don't understand how that happened. Going to town. He, was this, yeah, like, is this toothbrush miniature? Yeah, what? You oh, know, they do have those travel ones, Amy. This guy had to undergo a gastroscopic operation and have a 15 centimeter toothbrush removed from his stomach after accidentally swallowing it during his morning routine. I get it. No, Do I you? don't. If you're again, if you're really giving it the old one too, <laughs> and you're going and you're half asleep, and you go a little, to, and it, and you don't really swallow it, but then you're like, oh, I can't get it up. I could see where the circumstances were just against you enough okay. that you swallow that toothbrush. The man told doctors he got up one morning about 10 days ago and decided to follow his usual routine, which included brushing his teeth before breakfast. First of all, you psycho, why would you do it before breakfast? <laughs> right. That's the, that's the first problem. You do it after breakfast because you get to brush all the food out. And everything tastes gross if you do it before. Only he was sleepier than usual, and while brushing the teeth at the back of his mouth, he accidentally dropped the 15-centimeter plastic brush as he's brushing, slipped out of his hand, and it slipped into his throat. Realizing his mistake, he tried to go in after it with his fingers, but the slippery plastic handle was difficult to grab and pushed it further down his throat. Mm-hmm. Realizing he had swallowed the plastic toothbrush, the man immediately drove to the local hospital where they performed an x-ray scan and prepped him for an emergency gastroscopy operation. Gastroscopy. Gastroscopy. Whatever. You get it. But that's it. I can see how that would happen. That's six inches, so that's pretty standard of a toothbrush. Depends on which girl you ask. (laughs) (laughs) So dumb. Let's go over now and open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Mr. Bobby Bones. I'm a longtime listener of your show. Thank you for bringing so much encouragement to my mornings with your team. My question is the following. I've been with my boyfriend for over one year. We're both 26. Lately... We have been having small arguments about what he likes on Instagram as he is always liking photos of girls in bikinis. 
I've told him it feels disrespectful as it is another woman's body and have asked him to not like them. He has agreed, but then will continue to do so. Maybe liking less, but still doing it. We have had the same conversation at least three times. I am not sure what to do anymore. It seems like a simple request on my end. I'm not saying you can't look. I just don't like seeing his name popping up on women's posts when they're half naked. He tells me it's not about their bodies. <laughs> and that the like doesn't mean anything. But to me, it does. Looking for any and all advice. Thank you so much. Signed, Anonymous. This guy's an idiot. Yeah, completely. Complete. It doesn't. He's not getting anything by liking these pictures. Like, there's no contest. There's, they don't randomly draw someone who likes it and give them 20 bucks. He easily could just look and not double tap. Easily. And if it's important to you, Anonymous, it should be important to him. If it makes you feel uncomfortable that he's liking girls' bikini pictures, he should go, I should probably not do that anymore. You're not saying don't follow whatever you're following. You're just saying don't publicly like this because other people can see that you're liking and it's not a good look and it makes me, her, feel uncomfortable. You are not in the wrong. If you don't like something, tell him. It's up to him to make a decision after that. Uh, yeah. And by the way, it he does like for their bodies. That's the only reason you would double-click a bikini shot. Come on. Especially if it's a lot of bikini shots. I mean, if it's someone who's holding up their Nobel Peace Prize and they happen to be in a bikini, I get it. <laughs> that, ain't, that ain't happening. Maybe it was the caption. Amy, what are your thoughts here? Does <laughs> he like the caption? I I agree with you. I feel like this is a, a little red flag of like a simple request that you're asking of him that if he respects you and is trying to be understanding of your feelings, it's so simple. All he has to do is not like it, and he's not capable of doing that. Yeah, I agreed. feel like it, sh- it could show down the line another request that's a little more serious that he's not willing to accommodate you on is weird. This does him liking these pictures. Let me say this. It doesn't mean he's cheating on you. It doesn't no. mean he's doing anything. He's just an idiot for not going, I respect that you feel that way. Exactly. He's not losing anything by not liking the pictures. If she was asking him to do something like completely unreasonable, then it'd be like, okay, well, no, but she's not. If you were saying only follow me on Instagram, uh-huh. that will be different. Yeah. Then you would be a psycho, but you're not doing that. <laughs> Didn't do that at all. You're in the right. He's in the wrong. I'm not saying he's wrong for liking the pictures. I'm saying he's in the wrong because you've asked him not to like the pictures because it makes you feel uncomfortable, yet he continues to like the pictures. Yeah, he's basically saying, I don't hear you and I don't care about your needs. You could, you know, tit for tat. No. Oh. You could start not. liking yeah, dudes' pictures? Yeah, like bikinis. No, oh. You dip that? You know? Start. Oh, I saw this uh, TikTok or I don't know, Instagram, something real, where this girl said how she got her guy to or to get back at him for liking other girls in, you know, pictures like that. She got all in her bikini and posted, like, on her page. Oh. And all of a sudden, he got worked up and uncomfortable and mad at her because he didn't want her displaying her body like oh, that wow. for other people to see. And she's like, mm-hmm. And so she said he stopped after that. I mean, if Kaylin did that, I'd be like, awesome. <laughs> well, <laughs> like, I know, but he didn't He was, He was. didn't like it. Yeah. He didn't like when she did it, but he was okay with liking other women. I wouldn't care if Kaylin liked every ripped dude and like double heart, double heart, double heart. Mm-hmm. I don't care about how she feels about a guy physically. But if she's like, man, that guy's so funny. I'm like, what? <laughs> I, I thought I was funny. That's where, I know. <laughs> that's where it starts to like burn me. Because I don't, I mean, I'm no treat physically. <laughs> But I'm pretty funny. And she's like, oh, he's so funny. I'm like, no, you like him better than me, huh? (laughs) Oh, what does he do that's so funny to you, huh? 
So uh, I, I've asked her to stop liking funny things. On, yeah, on the that's internet. what I was going to say. <laughs> right. All right, there's your mailbag. Close it up. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. If you would like to email this show and ask your question, it can be about anything. All you have to do is send an email to mailbag at bobbybones.com. On the phone right now is Grayson in North Carolina. Grayson, what's going on? Morning, Celia. Morning. Morning. Is there ever or have you ever had an opportunity where you're like, I'm not tipping on this meal? You're asking, was the service ever so bad that I just stiffed the waiter or waitress? Yes, sir. My answer is no, I haven't done that. Now, let me tell you why. I used to be, I waited tables for a long time. I, I started as a dishwasher, I bus tables, I waited tables. If there was ever an instance where something didn't go right so bad, it was usually something that I couldn't control. Sure, there were nights where I probably wasn't as on, but I never got stiffed myself. And so I don't stiff unless I see somebody spitting a drink themselves or purposefully <laughs> do something like malicious. My answer is no, I would not stiff a waiter or waitress because there are so many things out of their control. Amy, you? Yeah, no. Mm-mm. No, I just uh, I just think like I got to have grace in that moment because who knows what in the world they have going on that day that caused the poor service. And I have not done that. Lunchbox? Oh, yeah. You, you, listen, a tip is earned. It's not guaranteed. And I've been to a restaurant where my drink just sits empty for 30 minutes. And I'm like, okay, maybe the waiter or waitress is busy. No, I look over and she's just on her phone scrolling against the wall, just looking at whatever social media. Sorry, you're not getting a tip if I have to sit there and get up and go, hey, can I get some more water? Oh, my fork fell on the ground. Wait, wait. Okay, I just got to go get my own fork. So no tip. I've done it. I'll present you a scenario that probably odds are it didn't happen. What if her uncle died? She's on the phone reading a text from somebody in her family going, no, no, you're not on the phone reading a text for 30 minutes. A situation. My only point is you don't know what somebody's going through. You're right. I would have been, I would have been upset at that. Right. And if uncle died, I would see her crying and probably on the phone. (laughs) I don't think she's just going to be scrolling through Facebook. And so, yes, there are instances that you don't tip and I've done it more than once. You know, Simone Biles is, aunt died during the Olympics, and she didn't say, say anything about it until now. Oh, wow. Do you see that in the news? Mm-mm. Everybody's jumping on her like, stop being a loser, stop being a loser. Not only was she not, you know, she had the twisties or whatever, but she also had a family member die in that time. And you just never know what people are going through. Lunchbox, you never know what just happened in that text message that your waiter was... You're doing. right. A 30-minute text message. Okay, that- and you're exaggerating. There's no way she was leaning up against a wall for 30 minutes on her phone. Also right in front of you as you need water. <laughs> right. Yeah, it does seem a little exaggerated. <laughs> I'm just saying. Or, okay. I mean, or they say, like, I hate it when a waiter comes up and like, I'm not going to write anything down. I'm just going to memorize it. Okay, great. And then you come out and everybody gets the wrong meal. Okay. Sorry, no tip. I don't know that that's ever happened to me. I know sometimes a waiter will oh. mess up. So frustrating. Because ra- being a waiter, it's kind of a pride thing that you don't need to write it down. I always wrote it down. Yeah. But it looks sloppy. So waiters are like, I'm going to go out and nail it. And most of the time they nail it. Let's they be do, honest. They do, and it's impressive. And it, but we mess up occasionally, too. <laughs> but I've never seen a waiter mess up every single order like you just said. <laughs> Happens. <laughs> to you? Yes. You know who's the worst customer ever, probably? That guy. Well, yeah. And remember Who? when he didn't tip that girl because <laughs> yes. he put no, the no, salad I, in front of his wife? No, no. I tipped he her less. The salad. I ordered the salad. My <laughs> wife ordered the burger, and the woman she brought it out, and she gave me the burger and my wife the salad, and I was like, "Uh, uh-uh. uh." She goes, "Oh, I just, assume, you know." Mm-hmm. She just assumed based on the ten thousand people before her. Yeah. Yeah. Not based on what you look like. 
I feel saying. like Lunchbox walks into restaurants and people are like, please don't send my uh. <laughs> Eddie, didn't your dad like put money on the table and pull it away? Dollar yeah, he by would dollar? put like five $1 bills and then if they messed up, uh, you lose one. That's wild. You lose two. Grayson, I'm going to say no, unless it's just overt, where you know they're coming at you trying to upset your meal, you should not stiff them, okay? I feel you there. Have All right, buddy. Day, guys. Have a good day. See you later. That Bye. dollar thing, is that's harsh, man. <laughs> it's hardcore. That's hard. The latest from Nashville and Hollywood. Morgan number two's 30-second skinny. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill have landed roles in the prequel for the TV show Yellowstone called 1883. They will play characters James and Margaret Dutton. The show will premiere on Paramount Plus in March. Blake Shelton's big hit Austin went number one 20 years ago this week, and he's very fortunate he was the one to record the song. If uh, Tim McGraw or, you know, Garth Brooks or, you know, somebody huge like that would have heard that song, that they would have recorded it. I just thank my lucky stars that I'm the guy that, that had you know the first shot at it. Mickey Guyton shared a story with CMT about the time Prince picked her up when she was out with a friend and later ended up performing a song with him at his house. He gets on the Rhodes piano and then I get on the microphone. I was like, okay, well, I'm with Prince and he loves soul, so why not sing Natural Woman? Who am I right now? We sing Natural Woman, I am not kidding, and Prince was going, hey! I'm Morgan number two. That's your skinny. It's time for the good news. With Lunchbox. Tell me something good. Travis Shrout was getting his boogie on the Atlantic Ocean. He was, sw- you know, swimming on his boogie board, and he sees a mom and a 10-year-old kid getting pulled out in the ocean, yelling, help, help! And he's a former lifeguard, so the 18-year-old takes his boogie board, swims, hands it to the mom, says, hold on. And then he swims over, grabs the 10-year-old, and other people on the beach form a human chain. I love a human chain. Oh, chain. I love a human chain. Good so one. they pull him to safety. Somebody else had to see that happening and be proactive about going, let's do the human chain. Because mm-hmm. if I did that, I feel like I'd be like, all right, everybody, come on, human chain. And then we human chain to someone, and they're like, I'm just swimming, man. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, right. But I love a human chain. Everybody's good? Everybody's good, safe, and she's just thankful for the 18-year-old and his boogie board. All right. That's what it's all about right there. That was Tell Me Something Good. It is now time for one of our most popular games. It's Elder versus Millennial. Eddie, the oldest. Morgan, number two, the youngest. They'll answer questions about each other's generation. Uh, Ed, you can win it this week. You're up four to three. Let's go. You can be the champ. You you want to hear this song. All right, here we go. Let's meet our competitors. And by the way, we've been doing this... This game's so long, we've basically run out of words to rhyme oh. in the intro. Oh, so you're not rhyming today? We're going to kind of rhyme. Okay. Up first, he's a dad of four. I call him the Hispanic who don't panic. He has a bunch of hats in his closet, and his family trip to Disney just hurt his wallet. Kind of. Yeah. Kind of, sort of. <laughs> okay. It's producer Eddie! Yeah. His opponent, she runs all of our digital. And while Eddie was growing up in the 80s, she wasn't even yet a baby. <laughs> I'm struggling, man. It's Morgan number two. Okay, Eddie, are you ready? I'm ready. Here are your three questions that Morgan will know the answers to. Question number one: Brody Jenner was on what popular MTV reality show? Who is Brody? Huh. <laughs> I know the other Jenners. Uh, okay. Meet the Kardashians. 
Incorrect. <laughs> I don't even know what Brody Jenner is. Brody Jenner was on what popular MTV reality show? Morgan, to steal. Laguna Beach. I have the hills. Oh. Mike, was Brody Jenner also on Laguna Beach? Because if so, I will give Morgan that point. Nope, he was not. Question number two, Eddie. Jeffree Star is popular on what online platform? There's another guy I don't know who Jeffree Star is, so I'm just going to go with the TikTok. Oh, TikTok is incorrect. Morgan, Jeffree Star is most known for what online platform? Came before TikTok. It's YouTube. That's correct. Eddie, what 90s hat style has made a comeback and is in style again today? Hat style? What 90s hat? Yeah, what 90s hat style? 90s hat style. I'm going to go with the fedora. Oh, the fedora. Oh, never quite in style. (laughs) (laughs) Is that way wrong? That's not right. Morgan, to steal. I feel like this has always been in style. Maybe that's why it's wrong, but snapback? No, the bucket hat. The oh. bucket hat oh, is back. Yeah. All right, Morgan one, Eddie zero. Jeez Louise. Morgan, over to you. Daria was a spinoff of what popular MTV cartoon? Here is the theme song. La, 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 la. This is my stuff. Got to get off. So that's the theme song to Daria, but Daria is a spinoff of what MTV show? Excuse me. Then off of an MTV show that happened. MTV cartoon. When Eddie was alive. Born. Um. I. Need an answer. Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Incorrect. Not a cartoon. Eddie Steele. Beavis and Butthead. That is correct. Beavis and Butthead. Your second question, Morgan. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. This clip right here. Don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Is a quote from what 80s movie? I mean, I know that <laughs> phrase. You do? Yeah. Don't mess with the bull. You'll get the horns. I never knew it came from a movie. So I have no idea what movie that is. Um, I mean, Zorro. <laughs> Zorro, the guy with the sword. From the mask. That's incorrect. Eddie, don't mess with the bull, young man. You'll get the horns. Man. I'm not 100% sure, but I'm just going to go with City Slickers because it just makes sense. That is incorrect. No. It's The Breakfast Club. Oh. Ugh. Nobody knew that one, huh? No. no. I've seen that movie. Don't remember that line. It's one to one. Morgan, you can win it. This one right here. <laughs> I never do good with Eddie's questions, ever. What is the name of the incredibly popular dolls introduced in the 1980s? They were one-of-a-kind cloth dolls with plastic heads that came with a birth certificate and adoption papers. Eddie, do you know it? I think I do. So you can win the championship if she doesn't get it. Yes. Can we read it one more time, Morgan? Yeah, one more time. Well, what is the name of the incredibly popular doll? It was a craze. Introduced in the 80s, they were one-of-a-kind cloth dolls with plastic heads that came with a birth certificate and adoption papers. And if you get this, you'll win and move it to a final championship match next week. Well, I had one of these. What? An American Girl doll. But I don't think that's true because I don't think mine was cloth. The body was cloth. I'm pretty sure it was plastic. Then there was the strawberry things. 
I don't. I think that was all cloth. Uh, oh you have five. The, the timer's on five seconds. Three, two, one. I don't. I don't know American Girl doll. American Girl oh. doll is incorrect. Oh. Oh. See if Eddie is that what you were going to say? No, it was not. Okay. So, Eddie, if you get this, you win. You're elder versus millennial yeah. elder champion. Please don't win. We can play one more game, no, Eddie. No, no, oh, she's begging now. I don't, don't want to play another game. She's begging you. <laughs> Eddie, did you have one of these dolls? No, I did not. Okay. Eddie, what is your answer? I believe the answer is Cabbage Patch Kids. The answer is... Come on. Cabbage Patch yeah! Kids. Yeah! Our winner and our champions. Ever. Ever. Wow, what would you like to say to Morgan? Oh my goodness, Morgan, suck an egg. <laughs> yeah! You, and all, these, you and all your millennials. Yeah. We did it, Elder! We did it. Yeah! <laughs> there is your winner. One more wow. time for Eddie, the champion. Woo-hoo. Nice job, buddy. That felt good. On the phone right now is Catherine, who is calling us from Virginia. Hey, Catherine, good morning. Welcome to the show. So, Bobby, I was hoping I could get some advice from you about writing my own vows for my wedding in October. Okay. So, my fiance wants us to write our own vows, and I'm just nervous about, like, saying all these, like, vulnerable, like, personal feelings, like, about my fiance to him in front of 150 people. Um, I know you and Caitlin wrote your own vows, so I was wondering, like, what advice you had for that. My advice would be to... Write them like he's the only person that's going to be hearing them and read them to him. As long as they're not dirty, everybody else is just going to feel like they're at an awesome wedding. Listen, I had to be extremely vulnerable with mine. Um, and I wrote them all down in case I started to like second guess or get emotional so I could look at my paper and continue reading. My advice would be if you want to write your own vows, if you're going to swing, you might as well swing and hit a home run. So write down exactly what you would tell him if it was just you and him having a private wedding ceremony. Everybody else is going to love it. Vulnerability is strength. You know, most people think, oh, you're weak because you're vulnerable. No way, man. You let those walls down. People relate to you. They understand you. They feel what you're saying. Like, that's the value you want. Don't write it for a show. Don't write it for the people watching. Write it for him exactly. And I'm telling you, you'll be so happy you did after it's over. Okay. You committed to writing your own vows, though. Like, you're in. Yeah, so um, I wanted to do a first look, and he wanted to write our own vows, so we compromised. So we're doing each of those for each other. All right, that's good. The, it, yep. It's a it's a thing. You feel a little naked up there. No, not without clothes, but you're like, okay, hey, all you people watching, here's a really personal moment. But that's what a wedding is supposed to be about, you know? So congratulations to you. I hope it goes fantastic, and good luck with those vows. Thank you so much. All right, bye-bye. Here's a voice that we got from uh, Ruby in Las Vegas regarding uh, our, our wedding registry. Here you go. I was calling to see if you got the couch on your registry. Uh, just curious. We went and registered for stuff. As we're walking out, I was like, why don't we beep this couch? Maybe somebody will buy it for us. Just kidding. So we beeped the couch, and nobody bought us the couch. Except it showed up at our door. The couch showed up at the house with no card. or We couldn't figure out who sent the couch. And so for like five days, I had to do the awkward thing. Like I reached out to Luke Bryan and was like, did you send me a couch? And he was like, nope. Well, I was like, well, that's awkward. Because I had to ask him if he sent me the gift. He didn't send me the gift. That is awkward. How did you, like, what's pro- what's the process of elimination? Rich people. Yeah, you start with the rich people. Yeah. <laughs> you work your way down. And we'd had other cool gifts, like Keith Urban and Nicole sent us really nice sheets. Really? We started looking at... What kind? I don't know. They were too fancy for me to even know that. I couldn't even pronounce it. It was like... <laughs> oh. So okay. we started going through, and if you're you're rich... 
and we didn't get a gift from you. We assumed it could be from you. So I'm asking people, did you give me this? And it was awkward because they'd be like, nope. <laughs> Finally, somebody that works here that we're close with, I was like, hey, we ask our CEO. It was our CEO, Bob Pittman, no. who sent the couch to the house. And there was no car, there was nothing. It was like a mystery gift. It was like that, that tipping Waffle House. And I was the waitress. But yes, we got the couch. Do you think he's going to feel weird hearing that you're like, I just beep the couch on the way out? No, because it's an awesome couch. I just didn't think anybody would buy it for me. Okay. It's too awesome. I saw it. It is amazing. Very nice. Like, um, <laughs> Heck yeah, man. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that one. Here is a voicemail from Alicia, who's listening in Seattle on 98.9 The Bull. Bobby, I just finished watching your Nat Geo show on Disney Plus after I got back from Europe. It was amazing. I loved all the episodes, especially I loved the episodes in Seattle just because we get such a really bad rap. Thanks for bringing these new lights of what it means to work hard and trying new things. And I really hope there's a season two. Yeah, me too. Uh, we went to Seattle and did one underwater and it was crazy and it was uh so anxiety ridden for me because I was underwater for like 60 minutes, didn't come up in a full, you know, construction suit. Uh, I don't know about season two. They, they haven't told us anything. I think it's probably 50 50. One, it's an expensive show to make. Two, ratings were good. There were some weeks like July 4th. We were actually on July 4th night and the ratings were terrible. But you don't really get credit if there's a holiday. They yeah, don't go. That's hey, not bu-. fair. They were like, hey, buddy. Ready for bad, but there were fireworks in the air. <laughs> so, and it was the show was so late on a Sunday. Like I think there were some things kind of working against us a little bit, but overall ratings were good. But we're just kind of waiting to see what happens on Disney Plus. I, I I don't know. I hope we do a season two, and if we don't, um, they're they're up there. The next eight episodes they come out on August 11th on Disney Plus. So eight are up now. Eight come out then. Here's Amy's pile of stories. Do you ever use filters on Instagram? Almost never. Yeah. I'll filter sometimes like a whole picture going up on the feed with like one of those little buttons, but like on my face, never. Right. Like if you're doing a story, never. you're not altering. I would. I just forget. After I post it, I'm like, I should have used a filter. I don't look so much better. <laughs> yeah. Well, Instagram filters have made us forget what we look like. And um, some people are saying that they use the filter so much that when they see an unfiltered shot of them or they look in the mirror, sometimes they're shocked. <laughs> I was going to say a Black Mirror episode on that show on Netflix that kind of predicts the future and terrible things technology are doing, that all the mirrors could be built to filters that we like about ourselves oh. and we never really see ourselves. Oh, yeah, that's wild. That would be wild, huh? Does yeah, that I'd, show have any new episodes? Mm-mm. Oh. Because it's like my favorite show and mm-hmm. I watch it and I get freaked out then I forget about it for a long time. <laughs> that's a good one, though. Yeah, so just be aware because it can have a negative impact on your self-esteem for sure. So maybe, you know, try to cut back on the filters and not use them every single time. Uh, Travis Barker spent... Guess how much on a diamond? I don't like this game because I'll overguess and it oh, won't seem that much. Okay, well it's a, a dollar. <laughs> one one dollar, Bob. <laughs> this is like, yeah. Um, what is this price? Is right? Yeah. Okay, so it's a diamond-covered skull gem for his tooth. But apparently, this is a thing with celebrities and athletes because he went to some celebrity dentist that does this. And he's forty-five years old and spent eight thousand dollars to get this little tiny skull gem on his tooth. But apparently, his wife or girlfriend, Courtney Kardashian. She got diamond encrusted fangs. That's that money's nothing to them. That's a nickel. Oh you know? yeah. Um, even him. Yeah. Blink one eighty two. Mm-hmm. The thing is, unless I don't know, you're our age. You don't even know he's from Blink one eighty two. Because I was talking to Caitlin, who's about to be thirty. She's twenty nine. She was like, I only know him from dating Kourtney Kardashian and doing like 
pro- producing projects with people. Oh, wow. She did not oh. know him for being in Blink-182. What about that TV show, Meet the Barkers? Yeah, that was a great show. Oh, too. I, she didn't know that or either. Or he was in the plane crash, right? That's true. Again, with, she uh, didn't know that. <laughs> DJ AM. Yeah. Yeah. I just thought of that. He won't fly. Know. Travis Barker will not fly right now. He will only take a bus. Because of that? Because of the plane crash. Mm-hmm. He he let Courtney, I saw a clip on Instagram, he let Courtney, you know, has tattoos all over his body, and he let her tattoo him. Morgan, do you know Travis Barker from Blink-182? I do, but that's also because I had kind of an alternative phase when I was in high school. So I loved every band that was that way. You're a big warp Tour girl? Yes. I loved all of them. <laughs> I mean, like Sadie Hawkins dance. I, I can listen to an entire playlist still and know every word to like, like alternative punk? songs. Yes. Interesting. I mean, that's kind of right up Mike D's alley, too. Yeah. He's more punk punk, but he does like some of that pop punk. All right. What else you got? Well, uh, Justin Moore has shared his current addiction, and I just Please thought, don't be crack. Please don't be crack. <laughs> well, I thought it was actually sweet and special. Oh, no. <laughs> Here, here's what Justin Moore says he's addicted to. I'm addicted to them. These videos of these soldiers surprising their kids and their wife coming back home or their husband. I sit there and watch them over and over, and I'm just like boo-hooing. The elation on these kids' faces is just pretty cool. Thank goodness it's not crack. Yeah. That's what you want to be addicted to right there. Exactly. Kind of a weird tease. All right, Justin Moore's addicted to something. After the break, we'll tell you what it is. Okay. Uh, Is that it? Mm -hmm. I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So there's this little kid, Reese, and he loves going to Publix with his mom because they have those little carts for kids that are like race cars. But he's been super sick battling leukemia. So obviously being at a public grocery store isn't ideal for him. Well, his mom was posting about Reese's love for Publix on Facebook. And Lacey White is someone that works for Publix. But she lives eight hours away from Reese and his family. But that didn't stop her from getting a custom-made cart for Reese and driving it eight hours and delivering it to his house so he can have the Publix race car cart experience without having to go to the store. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I guess I don't know that cart. Yeah, it's like um, you'll, now that you see, how often do you go to the grocery store though? <laughs> I honestly go to the gas station. Right. I'm not the grocery getter of our house. Right. I will go with Caitlin sometimes, but if she's like, hey, go get some milk or something, I stop at the gas station. Yeah. So they don't have those at the gas station. I don't no, know. they don't. And the yeah. car is usually hidden somewhere back there. You got to look for it. Yeah, but you would, you'll notice it. Next time you go, take a look. I don't even think I go to Publix. Well, so, some we of go to Kroger some. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We go to, uh, what's the other one that has the fresh stuff at near, the, near the house? Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's. That's good stuff. Go there some. As, I can, as you can see, I don't go that often. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Thank you, Amy. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Tomorrow at this time, Luke Bryan will be on. We will catch up with him on many things. But Luke Bryan on tomorrow's show, he's got a new docu-series out. He's touring. He's funny. It's just a lot. So tomorrow morning, be sure to hit right here. Uh, Luke Bryan. A new study found that coffee actually makes you enjoy having conversations with people more. Most coffee drinkers already know that coffee makes you feel good. But new research is saying that it also makes you feel good about social settings as well, making them not as awkward because you actually you have something, like a crutch. It's like, you don't know what to say? <laughs> <Have a drink. laughs> Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Experts agree coffee improves your engagement level in a group atmosphere as well as social interactions with others. I think beer does. Does beer do the same thing? I'm sure, totally. Yeah. 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 Holding yeah. Sure. a wine or a but beer. But isn't it different, though, because beer actually makes you feel a certain way? Probably. 
Yeah, like you ever notice on an airplane, once they serve the alcohol, everyone just starts getting louder. The airplane's just louder because everyone's just talking. Mm-hmm. That's Except what happens. Now you can't drink on a plane. Well, that's true. Or you get in trouble. I don't like coffee or I don't drink alcohol. Yeah. yeah. So, so I, that's why I'm so awkward socially. <laughs> yeah. I finally figured it out. That's it. Yep. All right, let's go over and do the investigative morning corny. The morning corny. What do you call two octopuses that look the same? All right, we have a minute and a half. Two octopuses that look the same go. Matching po- octopi. Octopi. Yes. Pie. Huh? Pie. Pie. It's the same, though. No. Octopus. You can say plural octopus, either octopuses or octopi. Yeah. I looked it up. Yeah, okay. So. Oct- so match. Say, read, read it again. Oh, uh, what do you call two octopuses that look the same? Don't get hung up on the plural of octopus. Okay. Look the same. Like Oct- so, so twins, right? Octo. Octomom. Octo. They look the same. Yeah, we got so the, they're they identical. They're twins. They have to be twins, identical, fraternal, maternal, paternal, identical, <laughs> octa, octa, identical. Oh, identicals. 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 Identical twins. Identical twins. Wow. <laughs> Is that it? That's strong. That's it. Are we going with that? That's it. The only thing it can be. But how do you actually say the joke? Identical twins. I think. Yeah, you're right. Okay. All right, that, that's our answer. Let's go hit it. The morning corny. What do you call two octopuses that look the same? What do you call them? Identical. Nice job. <laughs> yeah. Nice job, Eduardo. Yeah, there you go. Wow. All right, you boys ready? Yeah. Clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. The story that I didn't get to yesterday that I can't stop thinking about was... This meltdown on the flight. Did you see the Frontier Airlines flight? Oh, um, the one to Austin? Where they had to duct tape the people. Oh. The guy was groping female flight attendants, punch somebody in the face. Oh. These flight attendants are having to be security guards, wow. bouncers as well. Yeah. It's wild. That is crazy. Maxwell Berry, 22, was arrested on three counts of battery for the incident, which occurred on Frontier Airlines flight from Philly to Miami mm-hmm. over the weekend. The 22-year-old Ohio native had several drinks on the flight. How? How? Right. Unless Frontier's allowing it right. or he different snuck a- them. Different airlines are allowing you to drink. It depends what So they allow you to drink? Yes. Oh, wow. Frontier I, letting it rip. I oh, have wow. yet to be on. That's their commercial. <laughs> Frontier <laughs> Airlines. Get plastered. <laughs> We're letting it rip. Right. <laughs> After walking around for 15 minutes, Barry allegedly groped the chest of two female flight attendants and punched a male flight attendant in the face. Oh, my gosh. Alfredo Rivera was sitting in a seat behind Barry. He captured the 22-year-old being unruly and fighting with a flight attendant trying to subdue him. He captured footage of his head being taped down. Wow, that'd be crazy to see. The head. That'd be crazy to see somebody getting duct taped to a seat. (laughs) I might have trauma just watching that happen. Oh, man. Here's a clip of the passenger being duct taped. And you know, they're having a little party over there, too. Oh, yeah, something like a girl. By the time you subdue him, you're probably in a good mood. <laughs> While he's going crazy, you probably aren't. Wow. I think so great. So, wait, who did the duct taping? Passengers. Okay. <laughs> With help from the flight attendants. They were all in yeah, there. Yeah, that was a big group. 
I just feel like this is all, this is all good. If, like, no matter how someone's being like, you can duct tape them. What are you going to do? You're in a tube in the air that if he gets so unruly, the thing yeah. crashes. It's the Wild That's West up true. there. You just, it whatever. It sounds like it. I mean, <laughs> like, what in the Everybody world? tape him. What else would you do is my question. Yeah, I know. No, no, I'm serious. I'm, this is a real question. Okay. Uh, belt him. Like, take your belt and tie his arms to the chair. Same thing. I mean, that's the only thing I got. Yeah, but duct taping the head. He, that's hilarious. He deserves it. He punched a flight attendant. Yeah, for sure. Groped. He groped two women. Yeah. No, well, I mean, I'm, I get it, but still. And they just all sound like they're up there having a party. They're oh, like, yeah. okay. I kind of like that. The crowd's like, yeah, buddy, you get him right there. Get that around his nose. You missed the spot. Um, wow. They duct taped him to a seat, man. That's wild. Yeah, things seem happening. I mean, when you read that story, I, my brain immediately went to one that I read recently about a flight to Austin where a fight broke out between two passengers. I think they just started punching each other. Yeah, I like, saw that too in the back of the plane. I just don't, like, it is weird. Why Why is all this stuff happening? Why can't people I behave? I told you. We haven't been let out of our cage in so long. All of a sudden, the cage door opens and we're like, ah! I don't know. I mean, it's been a few months, guys. We've yeah. been out of the cage you th- for a little but bit. You, no, no, no. Do you think people, as soon as it was open, got on flights and flew around? No. No, you're people right. Are, it's summertime. People are just now starting to get... This wasn't happening at this rate two years ago. Yeah, and people probably get agitated because they have to keep their mask on, you know? Yeah, I didn't that. like... I had to, when we flew for our honeymoon, I had to keep a mask on the whole time. Well, we had a long flight. I That's hated crazy. it. Yeah, I hated it. I wore it, but sometimes I put the blanket over my head and took my mask off. <laughs> <laughs> I used the blanket as a mask. <laughs> See? Eh? Uh, anyway, that's the story of a guy getting duct taped up in the air. Do you think he's so drunk he doesn't remember it? Ooh. No, he better hope he doesn't. Like, ask, I, ask Ray. Ray, do you think that guy was so messed up that he won't remember the fight and the duct taping? He'll remember it just because there's video that's going to trigger the memory. It, it's very tough, even if you black out, to not remember something completely if there's video, audio, stuff like that. Does he think it's funny now, or is he? do you think he's embarrassed? No, this is one of those you feel absolutely terrible the next day and it was almost an out-of-body experience. He probably has never done something like that before. This is like you evaluate your drinking, I think. Uh, yeah. That type of behavior. Uh, yes, Amy. That's <laughs> well, I correct. Know, but I mean, I think if you find out that you did it, whether you remember or not, again, there's video so you can see, and then you assess whether or not you should drink alcohol. <laughs> there you have it. On the phone is Matt Stell. You would know Matt for, for Pray For You, his song, That Ain't Me No More. Hey, Matt, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you, Bobby? Good. I'm calling with intention because uh-huh. we're, we're trying to figure out who tipped this $1,000 in, um, in in North Carolina to this Waffle House waitress. And you've been rumored to have been in that area. Did you tip 1000 bucks at Waffle House? I wish that I could say that I did because that would mean A, that I did something really nice for somebody and B, that I was eating at Waffle House recently and that sounds really good right now. <laughs> <laughs> it was not me. Okay. I when 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 it was rumored to be you because of your generous nature, I thought it actually could be Matt Stell. I said, why don't I just call him and get down to the bottom of it? And so this instance, it was not Matt Stell. What else is happening with you? Right now, I'm looking for a Waffle House to go tip at uh, <laughs> on my side of the road. But uh, yeah, man, we're, we're back at it, rocking and rolling, uh, playing some country music out in the world. And uh, man, it feels good to uh, kind of get back to a little bit of normal, getting close to that anyway. That's what I love to hear. Did you get yourself in shape before you went back out on the road? Or did you feel like you're just good? Like, do you have to get your voice in singing shape before you go and sing an entire set? Yeah, I got to get my liver in shape mm. to uh, get through those entire sets. So uh, we're doing some some reps there as well. But uh, you really do have to um, put in some time on on the on the vocals. Yeah, for sure, because it's like you know it's it's a muscle, so it, it, it you do have to kind of get in shape for that. Yeah. 
Matt Stell is on with us right now. I'm going over to his Instagram as I speak to him. Uh, let me go Matt Stell Music. At Matt Stell Music. Just kind of scrolling through here, seeing if there's anything I want to mention. Mm. Yeah. No, pretty boring. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no, we're good. That's pretty, hey, sometimes you like to take a look before you go. Not uh, much there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a guy, good-looking guy that plays music and sings the songs. That's what we like to see. We're checking in. Matt, uh, stay safe. We'll see you soon in studio, bud. All right, buddy. Thanks. All right, bye bye. It's time for the good news. With producer Eddie. Coach Donaldson, he's a youth sports coach, and he had a player, 14 years old. Her name was Alicia, and he found out that she was a foster child, but about to get out of a home. So he said, "We can bring you guys. We can bring you in. You can join our family." So she did, and they've been fostering her for about two years. But he's always said, since she's 16 now, it's really up to her if she wants to be adopted. You know, two more years, and then she's kind of like over that age of foster care. So they said, it's completely up to you. Well, Alicia decided to surprise him on his birthday because she did want to get adopted, but she didn't tell him until it was his birthday. They blindfolded him, and they put a lot of signs in his house that said, I want to be adopted. And they finally took the blindfold off, and he started crying, said, all right, we're doing this. So they're finally, two years later, going to adopt her. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's really that's beautiful. Any update in your foster story? No. No update. I think this is the month that we do get an update. So we're hoping here in the next couple of weeks, uh, weeks we get a, uh, some good information that we can move on with an opt- adoption. If you're new to the show, Eddie has two biological children and two foster children, and you fostered them for two years now? Gosh, it's over two years now. Wow. Yeah. So all we're doing is just waiting for the court system to get rolling, and uh, we can start moving on, and they can be ours forever. Do they want to be? Yes, 100%. Yeah, that's cool. That's a good story. That's what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Bobby's Big Stories. Well, that story we were talking about earlier, about the Frontier flight, and they duct taped the guy, and we were getting a good laugh about being duct taped to a seat. What we did not talk about, apparently they suspended some flight attendants for duct taping that guy to the seat. Mm. But here's the thing. What are they supposed to do? Right. I know. But there if has to be. If there's somebody going absolutely butt crack mm-hmm. crazy in the air, mm-hmm. what are you supposed to do? I don't know. Have they been given some protocol that is not duct tape the passenger? I don't know what it would be. Knock him in the head. Put keep him kicking him. There's no the way duct tape is in the handbook. Right. There's just it's no not. way. Let me just add, be creative for a second, okay? I'm Honestly, brainstorming session. Because I'm on their team. He's punching people, whatever means necessary that's not going to hurt him long term. Nope, brainstorming. What would you have done? What can you do up in a tube where if something goes really haywire, the plane crashes and everybody dies? Amy, you're first. Okay, well, there is the option to put them in the bathroom. Shut the door. Lock him in there. Everybody leans against it. (laughs) (laughs) Then he has like a little space to roam around. He's not. Ain't no roam space in the bathroom. Well, I mean, but not as contained as duct taping his head to a seat. But he's like contained. Okay. That's a decent suggestion. Mm -hmm. You got to get him in there and shut it. But what if somebody's got a stomach issue and needs to get in the bathroom? Right. Well, I don't know if there's two on the plane, but then ultimately you're going to have to land. So you have to buckle him in. I mean, I don't know that the bathroom works, but for a time being, it could. (laughs) And here's the thing about him being duct taped. He's fully buckled. Yeah. Mm, That's true, too. You get no more buckled than being duct taped (laughs) in. Okay. I will at least acknowledge your bathroom suggestion. 
Can I challenge what you just said about he's totally buckled and there's no way he's moving? Uh, it's yeah. like, what if there was an emergency? Tough t- <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> what, what were you saying? I guess I talked hitty. But, <laughs> like, but, then he's but he like can't. constrained to the chair. But that's chair. tough. He shouldn't have punched somebody. You, yeah. get, you live oh, with your consequences. So sorry you punched somebody. Now yeah, if you we gotta crash, go down with you the plane. die. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. If you're punching people mm-hmm. and then the plane you- decides it's time to crash, well, it sucks for you, buddy. Okay. Um, okay, Eddie. Uh, I, I do like zip ties. I, but who I, has them? I, I, they should be on the plane, just in a drawer next to the coffee, you know? Like, oh, we'll get the zip ties. This guy's acting crazy. But I think the problem with this, Bones, is that they duct tape his head, right? Yeah. Which is my favorite part of it. <laughs> it's his head, though. Yes. That's my favorite part of the whole story. This guy deserves all of it. And then he should go to jail, and they should duct tape him to the, to the bars in jail. Oh, man. Um, it's the insane video, in case you missed it earlier, that was captured this weekend on a Frontier flight from Philly to Miami. In which a young guy has seen losing it on passengers, yelling at them. Uh, again, here's a clip. You guys suck. My parents are worth $2 million damn dollars. Hey, nope. Did he, he say start, my Yes, he says parents? my parents are oh, worth $2 boy. million. Dollars. What? Here's the thing. Is that even- That's a lot of money. However, that's right. not flex money to a bunch of people you don't know. But is it, And it's not even you. It's like your parents yes. and you're an adult man. Yes. If I they're worth 50, 100 million... That's like you're a socialite bragging. My parents are worth two million. That's a lot, but you can't. That's like, he's like my mom drives a Mercedes. <laughs> that's such a DV. It's thing a 2012, say. but it still is cool. <laughs> I don't get it, but okay. Weird flex, bro. Yeah, yeah weird. Duct tape him. Yeah, he's. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, I mean, we all come back yeah. around. Yeah. I'm sure people, the higher ups at the airline, probably are like, okay, we see you did what you had to do, like, but we can't. We have to set a precedent that like you, like people just can't start duct taping people in the air. So we have to suspend you. Mm-hmm. But they, they suspend them with a wink. Hey. <laughs> right. You're good. Hey, we hate that you did that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, another story. A uh, 14-year-old. Her name is Valentina Canner, but she's known as Nina Rios online. She had 1.7 million followers on Instagram and TikTok, so she's doing pretty good virally. Her mom deleted her daughter's accounts because social media is unhealthy. Ooh. One wow. point. Oh. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. She literally. I'm going to say, I don't use the word literally unless I mean the word literally. Like, people go, you said literally. Yeah, when I literally mean it, I say it. Like, she literally deleted accounts that are worth a million dollars. That's wild. That's a lot of work. Uh, She says she doesn't think it's necessary for her daughter to uh, base her self-discovery on online feedback. I agree, right? Oh, 100%. I think there are other lessons or maybe there's suspension. Maybe you duct tape her for a while to a chair. (laughs) Bobby's joking. But you don't delete. Put it on hold that she can't post. That's just money. You just eliminated money. Hopefully those accounts are saved and that she can go back to them. Yeah, because I feel like the mom's, how the mom handled that is not healthy. Like to just, but I mean, again, we don't know the whole situation, but it seems super reactionary. A homeless man in Hawaii was arrested for a crime he did not commit and was detained for nearly three years in a mental hospital. They believed he was delusional and psychotic. Again, they held him for three years. It wasn't him. They held him in a mental hospital for something he didn't do. I hate that. Does that make sense? Yeah. No, I mean, I'm more like, hmm? Like, uh, could you imagine having to go through that? I mean, yesterday, the day before yesterday, we talked about the guy, 30 years. Maybe that was Monday's show. 30 years was in jail, and they were like, oh, yeah, we had some evidences in a file. Sorry. We'll let you out now. Crazy. I love these Innocence Projects because they do work tirelessly to free people. The Hawaii Innocence Project presented their case to a judge on Monday. said, hey, we got to get this guy out of here. 
He was detained by police in 2017. He was presumed to be a man named Thomas Castleberry. It was not. That was it. They freed him. Man, if you were innocent, wouldn't you like just go crazy? Like just trying to tell them, hey, I'm innocent. Yes. But which is, I don't even know that this is a fun game. But which is. Probably not. Probably not a fun game. I'm like three. Would you rather have three years in jail or three years in a mental Probably mental institution. Or a psychiatric hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like jail, jail they're doing, other people are doing bad stuff to you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like mental hospital. You might get drugged a little. But, but sometimes that's not too bad. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know mental hospitals that you're treated as roughly by the other. I guess they're not called inmates. I'm not sure. I haven't right. Done you know, you're right, because yeah. it's probably not as corrupt. Yeah. From what I watch on the prison documentaries, mm-hmm. they have bad stuff of them in jail. Yeah, I want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you'd go but it's a, Yes, it's a, that's a terrible game, though, Amy. Thank no, you it is. It's it. very bad. I don't even know why I thought of it. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. If you guys would like to be a part of the show, a question or a comment, 877-77-BOBBY. Two updates. One, Matt Stell was not the $1,000 tipper at Waffle House. We talked to him this morning. Luke Bryan has told me privately twice he was not in OT the $1,000 tipper. We'll have him on the show tomorrow. I will ask him publicly because if he lies to the listeners too, it's over. But I don't think he's lying. (laughs) Luke Bryan was not the tipper. I, I say that, but we'll ask him tomorrow because he will be on the show uh, for those of you that are, that are asking. And I'm seeing reports like, we know for sure it was Luke. It wasn't. I'll tell you right now, it was not. I'll ask him tomorrow so you guys can hear it, but it wasn't. Although, I will say this. I have seen Luke do similar things in real life mm. that didn't make the news. So let me put on Michelle in Tampa, Florida, who I believe is a Frontier flight attendant. Is that right, Michelle? Yes. Do you have duct tape on the plane to, like, hold people back? We do. We're trained to use it every single year during our recurrent. Oh, well then. Why would they suspend those, the the, the flight attendants for duct taping him if that was what you're supposed to do? Well, we're not supposed to duct tape them to the seat, but it does say that if if there's no other options, that it's okay to do that. So duct taping their hands and feet are fine. That's what we're taught to do. But in an extreme situation, we can go ahead and do what needs to be necessary. So Frontier retracted that real quick, and they are not suspended without pay any longer. They're back. Wow. So, breaking news. I mean, this stuff's breaking back yeah. and forth. Wow. That's like you're watching a ping pong match. <laughs> so exactly. have you been in the air and someone has just been crazy? Daily. Why now? I think people are just, I mean, with the pandemic and everything going on, people have just seriously lost their mind and everyone thinks they can do what they want to do and there's no consequences. And pretty much that's what it is. There's no consequences to these people's actions. I hate it for you because I feel like you're having to, one, do your job, which not isn't just going, hey, welcome, let me get you some drinks. It's like knowing all the safety in case something goes wrong. Like, that's the real exactly. part of your job that people don't know. Like, you are there to do what you're doing, but you're really there in case something goes bad. And so I hate that you have to also be a bouncer at a club as well or like a security person in a tube 30,000 feet in the air. Does that not stress you out? Yes, I threw three people off the plane yesterday because of their behavior and not wanting to listen. It's what? It's, not in the air, though, right? It used to be a wonderful <laughs> job. 
What used to be a wonderful, exciting job has become a very stressful job because you don't know if someone's going to attack you, if you're going to be the flight attendant that gets your teeth knocked out like several other flight attendants have. It's just a daily battle. Yeah, if with some... the weather, people get upset due to, you know, delays and everything. And I understand that, but then they get on the plane and they take it out on us. And it's like, okay, well, we don't control Mother Nature, but... Do you and then ever... give them a few drinks and it sends them over the edge. Yeah, I, so two, two follow-ups here. One, um, do you ever see someone that's probably a little bit out of line and go, you know what, I'm not messing with them because I don't want to get... I don't want to have a whole, ha- a whole incident here. And then two, you guys are still serving drinks when other airlines aren't. Do you wish you wouldn't serve drinks? Yes, we just started back a few weeks ago, and I'm hoping that maybe they will go ahead and change that back to no drinks because it's especially, you know, going to Vegas, the ones that are highly, you know, more people are apt to drink and stuff. It just, it's not a good situation up in the air with a bunch of people that are crazy and drinking. Don't you just want to shake people that don't want to wear a mask on a plane? Because even if they don't like masks, it's still the rule to be on the plane, you have to wear the mask. Don't you want to grab them by the shoulders and go, that's what was wrong yesterday on the flight. Three people didn't want to wear their mask after being told 15 times, and then I was called a racist and everything else because I was telling them to put their mask on. To everybody who doesn't want to wear a mask on a plane, I get why you don't want to wear a mask in real life. Like That's you to figure out. I like wearing masks. Heck, honestly, if I'm being full, 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 fully transparent, I was wearing a mask before the pandemic. I'd be on an airplane wearing a mask. People would be like, what's up with the weirdo? This is true. Because I, I, I know that it helps me not get sick and I'm such a weirdo about getting flu or my voice losing my voice for my job so I was wearing masks already but the rule is on an airplane in an airport you have to wear a mask you don't have to go to the airport or get on the airplane put your happy butt in a car and drive across the country but the people that don't want to wear masks on airplanes it blows my mind that's just the rule it's like going to a restaurant it's like going to Chili's and going I ain't wearing shoes and socks screw this (laughs) yeah you are or you're not getting in it's the rule that R-U-L-E. What's that spell? Rule. Oh, thank you. Lunchbox well, didn't answer. I was trying to spell it in my head. <laughs> and I get if you don't want to wear a mask in real life. But it, it's different. It's like wearing a seatbelt. Mm-hmm. There are three. I was reading this story. There are three things people have freaked out about in like the last 30 years or the or people, government's holding them back. One are seatbelts. This same thing that's happening now with masks happen with seatbelts. ridiculous. We don't want the government telling us, well, we have to wear a seatbelt. Eventually, people wear seatbelts, right? Because you see. The second thing was smoking in pu- smoking in, in places. <laughs> right. Because you had just done it forever. If we want to smoke in places, we will. And now, obviously, it's masks. But the airplane and the airport, that's just the rule. I would not wear a mask in an airport, but I do wear one in an airport. But I have to wear it in the airport, too. I don't like it either. But what do you want me to do? It's the rule. You know what? I wear shoes and socks whenever I'm at Applebee's. <laughs> All right. Hey, thank you, Michelle. You're welcome. You guys have a great day. You're a good one. I appreciate that call. Uh, over on the phone is Amy. <laughs> Amy is Amy in Virginia who went to prison for seven years for a crime she didn't do. What? Oh, what? Stop it. Okay. Amy in Virginia, how yeah. are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm really good. What's happening with you? Well, I my husband was stealing money from the company he was working for, and I didn't find out until after the fact when they started putting everything together and he ended up passing away um well he committed suicide because they knew he was going to do time and i was guilty by association so i ended up doing almost seven years in a florida women's prison are you kidding me you served seven years and you did you didn't do it and you didn't know about it 
I didn't know about it until after the fact, until after the, the company started asking questions, and then I started piecing things together, and he admitted to me that he had done it, but I didn't know until after the fact. And did they let you out after seven years because they also realized you didn't really do anything or because that was your time? That was my time. I oh. fought it the whole time I was there, but the appeal process takes so long, um, depending on the states, but Florida is one of the hardest states to get an appeal and I ended up doing um, the full time to the door but after about the first four months I really decided that I needed to do something with my time not just sit around and oh poor pitiful me so I taught GED class helped women get their GEDs while I was there and then I also took a cosmetology class while I was there and became a licensed cosmetologist when you get out of prison how hard is it to get back into normal world and get jobs and you know what what's that situation like it was very very hard because I, my family's in Virginia and I was in Florida at the time so I moved back home to Virginia and you always you know people look at you and you're like oh my god do they know my situation um, and then when you fill out a job application I mean you have to put that you're a felon and some people automatically just shut you down, and then some people don't. So I was lucky and got a company that gave me an opportunity, and I've been there uh, going on five years now, and I'm in management position, and I've really, really done good for myself since I've been out. But it was definitely hard to readjust. Have you talked? Like I still wake up at five thirty every morning because that's when the lights came on in prison every morning at five thirty a.m. Have you talked to anybody to to some? Because I know that I would be so resentful. I mean, to just every part of me would be so angry at the, the system, the people that and I, just, I, I couldn't shake it. There are things now I still can't shake from even childhood. So how are you going day to day without being so mad all the time? Um, a lot of counseling. Um, I've, I've been through some therapy. Um, I've, I've got a really good support system as far as my family. Like, they were by my side every step of the way. Um and I just, you know, communication. I, I still have a hard time being around officers if I see them, and it, and it's hard because it's not their fault. But you still have that anger because there are people that sit in prison for things they didn't do. When they and get, it's easy for someone to say they didn't do it, but yeah, coming from someone who actually didn't do it, it's hard. When they convicted you. Do you think the people that did the convicting, whatever part of that team, do you think they knew you really didn't, but they needed someone to actually go down for it so the job would be complete? Yes. Yes. I I was told that. I got letters from um, my, the company my husband had worked for, and they apologized many times, but in the same sense, they... They needed somebody to go, you know, pay for the crime that was committed. And I'm I'm still paying for it now. I got, I did seven years, almost seven years, and I've got 20 years probation oh. that I have to pay all that, I have to pay all that money back. All the money back that they say your husband stole and that yes. you were part of? Yes. Did they, or were, you, were you complicit in their mind with what he was doing? Did you know and you weren't complicit? What did, why, what did you go down for? Well, he stole over $60,000 from a company, but he was gambling, and I didn't know it, 
I mean, it was almost like he was leading a double life. A life that I didn't even know about until after they started asking questions and then I started piecing things together. It wasn't like we were going out on shopping sprees and buying a bunch of things. And I'm like, well, man, he only makes X amount of money and how are we able to afford this? I'm like, it was a total different lifestyle. He had another another woman on the side. He had kids on the side. I mean, it was a whole different lifestyle for him. So you had no idea that he was doing something illegal and then you had no red flags because it's not like y'all were living this extravagant lifestyle. And so you Correct. you were not complicit in the whatever the illegal thing he did to obtain the money and you were not aware, but somehow they were able to prove that you... Because we were married, I was guilty by association. What? This is like Erica and yeah. Tom. Yes, I was about to say. I like, watched it last night. I don't think Erica knew. But the next episode, we'll know for sure. What are you talking about? No, I mean, I've watched <laughs> it, and I wonder, and I was thinking of her. I was like, oh, my gosh, she's Erica Jane, and her mm-hmm. husband's Tom Girardi. And, I, like, who knows? I guess we'll never know, except for Erica was living a lavish lifestyle. <laughs> yeah, but she was already, though, because he was already rich, rich. True. Yeah. Hey, well. Um, yeah, I definitely, definitely wasn't. But you, you guys got me through my last year. I, I managed to get a little headphone set, and, and I would listen to you guys every single morning while I was getting ready to go into my cosmetology class. You guys got me through the last year of my prison sentence, so I wanted to give a big shout-out to you guys, too, because you guys are always put a, smile on my, uh, put a smile on my face and make me laugh, and, I, and I've listened to you guys ever since. Holy moly. Seven years, man. That is wild. Wow, yeah. Uh, we're grateful that you called to share it. Uh, grateful. Uh, the example that you've set, you went and you thought, all right, this sucks, but what can I get the most out of a situation that's sucky? And you, you taught people, you you now have a, a skill, a trade, but although I don't, are, are you doing that now? It doesn't sound like you're doing cosmetology. Is now you, you switch it up? Um, I switched it up just because there wasn't a whole lot of money in cosmetology in Virginia and a lot of them frown upon the, the felon thing, but um, I work for an auto parts store now that I'm a manager of and... It's been great. Well, you are a better person than I am because I'd be angry. I'm angry for you right now. Yeah. She's like, hey, I hope you have a good day. Love the show. I'm like, fire out of my eyes right now. All right. Hey, thank you for the call. Really appreciate you sharing your story with us and hope you have just a, just an awesome day. You deserve a lot of awesome days in a row. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Thank you. you. You deserve a lot thank of awesome you. days. All right. Thank you, Amy. Thank you. Have Bye. a good day. Bye-bye. Oh, my gosh. Well, holy moly, man. I'm sick right? to my stomach. So your daughter stole what? So we were at your wedding and it was the reception time and they brought out the food and it was, you know, steak, crab cake, mashed potatoes, asparagus, the whole thing. Like it was great. I guess there was an extra plate put down at our table though that wasn't being used. And as my daughter is eating, she's biting into that steak and she looks up and she looks at the table and she's like, this is the best steak I've ever had in my life. And so she says, mom, hand me your napkin. So... I give her my nap with really nice cloth napkins. I listen, I don't know if you rented those from somewhere, but we took a napkin. And she grabbed the extra steak from the plate that wasn't being eaten off of, threw it in the napkin, wrapped it up, and then she went up to your house because you got married at home, but we were out in the backyard. She went up to the house, got Tupperware thing, and put it in there and she took stole it home. all kinds of stuff. A napkin, Tupperware, Tupperware meat. <laughs> yeah. I think that adds up to enough for maybe a felony. Yeah. Uh-oh. So um, then <laughs> took it home and enjoyed it the next day. Ray gets cops on the phone. 
Yeah. We need to teach her a lesson. We need to take her to jail and be like, this. you know how they do scared straight? Oh, yeah. This, if you steal more steak and Tupperware, <laughs> this could be you. I mean, she was almost looking around the rest of the table. She's like, why is nobody taking that extra steak? It was, so, it was pretty good steak, I know. though. Uh, we have another steer. Mike D just handed me this story. Authorities say a 41-year-old woman had to be kicked off her flight in South Dakota after exposing herself to other passengers. Mm-hmm. Watkins then attacked and kicked an officer who came to escort, escort her off the plane. The officer said, quote, he could smell that she had been drinking. Watkins is facing charges of indecent exposure and assaulting a law enforcement officer. The FAA says there have been more than 3,600 reports of unruly passengers so far in 2021. When a woman exposes herself, I don't know which part they're talking about. Yeah, I know. When a guy does, I do know the part. <laughs> right. Right. Like, does she go up like Girls Gone Wild style? But who exposes their bottom? That's mooning. Mooning would be that. Interesting. Never yeah, thought about so the moon. Guy, yeah. So girls technically have three ways and guys have two. Never, you know, I didn't think about the moon. <laughs> pound for pound, the most solid and safe way to expose because everybody's got a butt. You know? Uh, yesterday, Tim McGraw announced he'll be in the prequel to Yellowstone. Tim McGraw and Faith Hill are set to star in the Paramount series 1883, a prequel to Yellowstone. Give us more Yellowstone. I know. I'm like, is this going to come out before Yellowstone? What's happening here? Uh, McGraw and Hill have leading roles as James and Margaret Dutton. The series Yellowstone is based around the legacy of the Dutton family. I'm in. Wow. I'm in immediately. 1883, I'm in immediately. Let's sign me up. Let's go. Right. It went right to series. I didn't need a pilot, which is pretty cool. But I'm ready for the next season, season four of Yellowstone. Yeah. Is it three or four? I think it's four. Well. Feels like 10. We've been waiting so long. Been waiting forever. Uh, Thank you guys also for leaving voicemails. You can leave voicemails at the same place you leave. You call us when we're not here. 877-77-BOBBY is our number. Here's here's the voicemail. Hey, Bobby. Big fan. I listen to the show every day. I just wanted to know, I know you're a big Office fan. The whole deal with Jan's baby and the sperm donor, I wanted to know if you ever heard that it was Andy Roddick that was supposed to be the father. I know you're a friend of his and uh, had him in your wedding and everything. I just thought that was kind of funny. So they revealed probably six months ago that they had written Andy Roddick as the sperm donor of Jan's baby when she got pregnant. And he found out when they released the story. He didn't know. I was talking to him about it at the house. I was like, did you know? He goes, no, I didn't know until they, it came out of the news. And That's I was crazy. Like, I was like, wow. Um, so, no, he, did, he didn't know. I didn't know until they actually revealed it. Maybe on that Office Ladies podcast or, or wherever it was. Uh, here is Lindley from Texas. I had a quick question about the Bobby Fest. I kind of heard you say Nikita Carmen, and I was wondering if she was going to be at both the um, Bobby Fest that you are putting on, because I have tickets for the September 4th one, and I cannot even wait. So, yeah, let me know, and thanks for everything y'all do. Uh, Bobby Fest, September 4th and 5th, one in New Braunfels, Texas, one in Wichita, Kansas. And on the side stage, yes, Nikita Carmen will be playing both shows. Here's a clip of Own Roses. If you're in Austin or San Antonio or Wichita, get tickets before they sell out. It's going to be an awesome festival. Raging Idiots, Russell Dickerson, Maddie and Tay. Tickets at RagingIdiots.com. Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Russia. A man was sitting around with his friends back in February 2020. He's like, guys, I got a great idea. You guys go get on a subway car. I'll come in and fake a seizure. And you guys yell, he has Corona. He has Corona. All for his YouTube channel. Hmm. So they do the prank and they send everybody running out of the subway 
Judge didn't find it funny, sentenced him to two years, four months in prison. Wow. Also, who calls it Corona anymore? <laughs> it's COVID, Wait. right? Yeah. Do you call it Corona? Does the story call it Corona? It calls it Corona because it was February 2020, yeah, okay. right when it was coming out. We just, were calling it Corona then. Uh, yeah, yeah. I just Definitely. have not called it Corona forever. <laughs> they've they've kind of switched that name because COVID stands for Corona Virus. You knew that, right? No. What's no. the D though? Yeah. Coronavirus Delta. No. The <laughs> Cor- what is it? Disease. Yeah. Coronavirus oh. disease. And wow. 19 is the year they found it. That's crazy. Oh, yeah, I, mind blown. I had no idea. I, I wondered why it had two names. Yeah, so Corona is... Yeah, so there's a reason for there, why there's they There's a reason for both things. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> COVID is coronavirus <laughs> disease. COVID. Not, mm. Did you guys not know that? No, no I, did not. I, I had no idea. Ray, did you? I had no idea, dude. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. I, guess I thought that was just known. Oh, yeah. I thought we had talked about it. Uh, You didn't know either. I, I knew the C and the O and the V. I didn't know what the D was. You and knew I the didn't C know. and the O? That, I knew that's that the that same. was for <laughs> coronavirus. C-O-V. Okay, so the guy's going to jail. Jail, but also the guys that filmed it for him, they also got two years in prison. Lock them all up. That's oh. what I say. All right, there you go. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. Eddie's the only one who has gotten COVID, right? Mm, yep. Yes. Yeah. And Eddie was gone for over a month. <laughs> You were. Yes, it's true. The story today is COVID can make you dumber. A study finds survivors who got sick mm. lost up to seven IQ points. Ha! Huh. Now, oh. did do you consider you getting sick? Yeah. I, I know you got COVID, but some people are far more sicker than others. I got sick for about four days. Now, when I ask you this legitimately, do you feel that you're not at full capacity mentally? Or do you feel like you're back to normal there? <laughs> Gosh, that, uh, that's a great question because anytime I feel um, uh, like uh, what, airheadish or like I just can't a little foggy in my brain, I I don't know if that's just normal. If it's a Wednesday, a Monday morning, or I just it's COVID. I have no idea. But yes, I have felt stuff like that now that I've had COVID, where I just have like days I just can't think straight. That's it. Do you have all your smell and taste back? I ha- I never lost my taste. But my smell, I would say I probably have 80% back. So mo- mostly. Mostly back, but I just can't sp- I can't smell the air the way I used to. Like, you know, before when it rains, you smell that like wet dirt smell. I can't smell that anymore. There's one thing Eddie used to love to do is walk outside and take a smell of the fresh air. Yeah. <laughs> can't do that anymore, huh? Someone cuts the grass, I would smell the, oh, that's freshly cut grass. Can't smell that anymore. You can't smell it at all? Not, unless exactly. I put my nose up to the grass. Oh, okay. You're right beside the mower <laughs> trying to get your hit. Ah, there it is. <laughs> you're, you're huffing it. <laughs> Amy, what's happening today? I'm doing one of those Facebook voice calls. It's like a new thing, kind of like a, the conference call, but people join in on the Facebook app. I don't know. Rachel Cruz invited me to do it, so I'm doing that today. With Never heard of it. Sounds fishy. Mm. No, it's new. But I mean, if you have the app on your phone, like you could join in and listen to our like 30 minute conversation. Sounds fishy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. No, it's not fishy. What about you? Uh, I have to get a haircut today after the show because I am, I got a couple things, but I'm going to speak at the Arkansas governor's uh, gala this weekend and it's a little shaggy. So I got to get a haircut for that. They asked me to talk for 40 minutes. I didn't even know I was talking for 40 minutes until like yesterday. I thought I was just going to go up there and wave. It's a long time. It's a big governor's deal. He invited me to come and speak and it's fancy black tie. Wow. Sounds shady. No. Sounds, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it does sound shady. And then I looked at the thing and it said speaks for 40 minutes. I don't have 40 minutes of stuff to say. Mm. So I have to get a haircut for that. And then also I am reading a book for PBS. 
um, they do a thing where they, there's a camera crew, and I'm reading Braver, the kid's book. Mm, never heard of it. Brave. Bra- maybe Disney's Brave? Nah, not no? that. Okay. Yeah, but I got, I'm reading that today for PBS. Um, That's cool. And then Caitlin and I have a, a date night tonight. So hope you guys have an awesome day. We'll see you on Friday. Luke Bryan is on tomorrow. Obviously, the dance party. Have a great day. Bye, friends. Bobby Bones. The Bobby Bones Show.